People always want to know what it's like to be me. How does it feel to see a dead body? Tell a family their loved one has been murdered. Talk to a rape victim. Catch a killer. And get them to confess. Hold on tight, my friends. Get ready for the journey. And welcome to Murder with Menina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Murder with Menina. I appreciate all of the likes and emails and messages that we're getting. Please rate and review. Uh, I'm going to jump right into this. We have a special guest on, and I hate it that we have to, you know, have guests on at all, but we have to deal with some of these cases that are happening across the country. And uh, we're still talking about the um, Lady Bird Lake victims, um, however you want to describe it. But we have two family members um, here on the show today. So I'm just going to jump right in. If you guys can just introduce yourself and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Um, I'm Whitney Gutierrez and this is Mitchell Gutierrez and Martin is Mitch's brother and I'm his sister-in-law. Okay. Well, it's nice to meet you guys and thanks a lot for being on. And again, I'm sorry for your loss. It's horrible. Um, that we're having this discussion, but so I think I would want to do is I know you guys have been champions and I love that. I love family members that are champions. Um, I don't know if you guys know a lot of history about me, but I worked in homicide for many years and it's so important to have people, uh, champion for their loved ones. And it just helps, um, with investigators and just getting the information out when more people are involved. So thank you for doing that. Yes, Scott, yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. We really do appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So um, I think what I'll do is I'll just start. Uh, first of all, how old was Martin uh, when he passed? Uh, he was 25. Okay. And um, describe to me what Martin was like. Oh, man, that kid. He was the salt of the earth. Like he was the nicest kid you'd ever meet. He'd give you the shirt off of his back if you had the opportunity. Um, always painfully optimistic. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was a great kid. He didn't even cuss. Like he <laughs> Who, who does that? You know, right, it's right. It's just like such a good person. The family, he was just so, so loved. And he was the nicest kid you'd ever meet. He just made you a better person just with yeah. his presence. He was that. Oh, that's fantastic. And you got, I, I take it you guys are really close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He actually lived here with us. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately, um, you know, to get the word out, I think it's a good idea for people to kind of get like – just go back to that evening and just kind of start from the very beginning. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll ask you questions along the way, but I just need to kind of get a picture, um, the best way you can paint it. Um, you know, I know it's hard and difficult, so, you know, do as much as you can. If you need a break, let us know if you, um, you know, share what you're willing to share. Um, but this podcast is all about getting the word out and helping and helping people. So anything, you know, we can do, or you can give us, will we'll just help. So if you could just take us back sure. to that, to that night. Yeah. So, um, it was November 18th, 2018. And, uh, we actually had a great weekend my parents were in town. And, uh, so we had a big group of friends out that entire weekend, just going out and about, um, you know, within the town and going to different places and doing different activities, Um, But that night we all went to dinner off of West 6th Street um, and we had a great time. We had a great dinner. It was a sports bar. Um, We had to work the next morning and my parents were flying out the next morning. So pretty much everyone went home. Martin decided to go out with one of our, you know, really close friends still to this day and his friends. Um, They went to Rainy Street and 
Um, it was my understanding he went to two or three bars. One of them he had one drink at, which was Luster Pearl. And after that, he, um, what was the name of the Yeah, so he bar? went from Luster Pearl, uh, perfectly fine, had one drink according to his debit card, credit card, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the bar next door, which was called Alibi. By the time he got to Alibi, he was stumbling. Uh, my buddy described it as he was just acting odd, all of a sudden repeating himself. Uh, he was not served at Alibi at all. Okay, um, can you tell me how long it took from him to walk from the first bar to Alibi? Oh, probably, what, two minutes? If that, yeah, they're, they're side very, by very side close. or very close to each other. Yeah, maybe so. even a minute, yeah. Very close to each other. Um, okay, and yeah, in, so. your, in your history with him, does he drink a lot? Does he not? Like, what's his drinking no. patterns? So, yeah, so we just would go out on the weekends. Like, sure. I've seen, I know my brother, like, the back of my hand. I've seen him drunk. I've seen all that. When we were able to see the footage from Alibi and what I saw, it was not Martin. I don't know what that was. He was slouching over. He was acting odd. You know, my my brother was a very social individual. And just to see him, like, just sticking to himself and leaning over, it was just odd behavior. And so there's an inside portion and then an outside portion of that bar. And so the group was inside the, you know, that middle portion. Then he went to the back where the restrooms were. And then he exited around on the other end. So they never saw him leave. So then, you know, with the surveillance footage that we had seen, he actually made his way all the way down Rainy Street. And we have footage of him on the corner uh, near Craft Pride, which was one of the bars, uh, where he turns the corner and he's heading towards Holly Street, towards the interstate. And then we were able to get footage at uh, an apartment complex called the Towers of Town Lake. And that's where we saw Martin going towards the service road of I-35 and Lady Bird Lake. And for some reason, he was walking that direction. I have no idea why we Ubered everywhere. It was so out of his behavior. And he actually called a, a great friend of mine, uh, you know, that was working that night. She's a nurse and was asking for a ride. And she was like, oh, like I worked the 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. shift. I can't grab you quite yet. And she said that he just kept repeating himself. You know, like she was like, something was off, Mitch, like something was, and she just, I mean, even to this day, poor thing, like she just blames herself. Like she was so upset that she couldn't get him, but, um, that was the last person to ever talk to my brother. And okay. So what, where was his friends that he was with? Where, so where did... Lynn was still in the bar. They actually left maybe about 20 minutes after that. I guess they thought he was in the restroom, all that. He, he texted him like, Hey man, where you at? All this, no reply. Um, so there was just no answers from there. Okay, um, so they just they just went home. They didn't yeah. look for him. Not none of that. Is that yeah. is that out of character or what's what's their no. mind frame of that? Because I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to paint a bad picture. I just want to yeah. paint a picture. No, no, no. I mean, to be honest, uh, our group of friends would. I mean, they would do that. They would. Okay. They would leave or go home or walk. I mean, he walked off from the back of the bar and around, and he left on his own. We have camera footage of it. The friends were still in the bar. They really probably thought nothing of it. And really, we didn't. I mean, we texted them the next day, obviously, and we can get to that part in a second here. But um, just to see, you know, if he went home with them and they said, no, he he left. But I mean, we do our group of friends sometimes. Uh, well, more back then, not anymore. Um, yeah, definitely not anymore. Would leave alone and, sure. and try to find a ride home and not make a big deal about it. But I mean, nowadays, obviously, we would never do that again. And did your I, I really don't ever, think they thought anything of it. Okay. Did your friends ever, was he talking crazy to, to your friends? I mean, had that started yet? 
when they were still together, had his weird behavior started yet? He was just kind of silent. He wasn't really okay. saying much. He was just kind of sticking to himself. It looked like he was trying to communicate with some random people in there, and they just kind of like turned around. Like he was just odd, you know, like leaning on the bar. Our friends just thought he was drunk, but okay, it yeah. doesn't make sense with the amount of drinks that he supposedly had, um, you know, throughout the night. But they they didn't suspect any, you know, drugging or anything at the time. He was just being silly and. I mean, so he had been to some... one place. What was the name of that bar again? Luster Pearl. They were okay. two places. Yeah. The first one, do you remember the name uh, of it? It's, it's a different like name. Um, they weren't there very long. Luster Pearl, it seems like they were out a little bit longer. And the receipt shows that he only had one drink. Um, and then when by the time he got to Alibi is when the, you know, the odd behavior started. Like when he left the bar on his own, he was on the phone, but he was like skipping is the best way to describe it. Like in the video footage of him exiting the bar, he was like physically skipping, like doing this hopping motion. And my brother was like um, a meathead, like a power lifter. Like he doesn't okay. do that, you know? So yeah, right. to see him like that, I was like, well, what, is, what is he doing? You know, it was, it was so odd to me. So bank re- records prove that he bought, he bought at least himself one drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. So any other drinks were bought for him. Do we know the friends that were was with him that night? Did they purchase drinks for him? Do you know? Uh, I think Lynn got him one, but they're okay. like at the first bar they had gone to. Uh, there was nothing there. Like they they were there temporarily, and then Martin got there, and they're like, "Hey, we're already leaving." So you know, okay, he got there anything. late, and so then they went to Luster Pearl. So the maximum probably that he had was maybe one or two at, at Luster Pearl, but then he wasn't even served at Alibi. So to go from like zero to a hundred was perfectly fine. Right. You know, they're at one bar and then all of a sudden he's just completely out of it. It's just kind of odd to me. I will say at dinner though, dinner was very calm and we were at a sports bar and I'm sure at dinner he probably had a beer or two before he went out. Okay. Um, we, I'm sure we all did. It was obviously over four years ago now, and I can't remember what we had at dinner, but it wasn't anything like we weren't taking shots or like right. having anything heavy at we all. raging with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to make it seem like he just yeah. had like one drink and then that was, you know. No, no. Away. I'm just trying to get a picture because, you know, when we can, when we look at, when we look at evidence and we look at what can we prove 100%, mm-hmm. right? That he, right. he yeah. purchased himself one drink, obviously in there in the time that he left to go to alibis, a drink mm-hmm. was bought for him. If we're, if we're under the, you know, if we're thinking mm-hmm. on the lungs of someone put something in his drink, which is that what you guys in your heart of heart think? Well, that's what I think. And so we went to try to get the, uh, the footage, you know, the surveillance in there and they wouldn't give it to us obviously. So they were like, Oh, you need the police. So we got the police to get it. Well, they were like, well, sorry, we don't have a manager. We can't give that. So it was about six, seven days later, we finally got the footage of you know luster pearl and they gave the police the wrong date and then deleted what we needed so i never got to see what happened wow. in that bar so the and people so, in the bar erased what the footage i mean we never got to see what happened to my brother okay Nothing. that's what we like to call as a clue <laughs> like yeah you know okay yeah. all right so you're seeing the video and um just what happens what what goes on you guys get notified what what happens so do you want me to jump to when we realized he was missing? No, you can keep going okay. from where we where we stopped. I'm sorry. So we see video at Towers of Town Lake of him walking down 
kind of by like that access road. Like, so you make a ride on Holly Street and you're walking towards the water, but you're not near the water yet. Um, there's like the Holiday Inn down there on the other side of Towers of Town Lake and then the Chevron. So we have video of him, you know, walking down the sidewalk. He's looking at his phone in his hand. Um, and that's the last footage we have of him walking south. Um, there is like a split where you can go down like under the bridge towards the water or you can go up like beside the, on the walking bridge. Um, and that's kind of where things go amiss. Like we don't know if he walked downward or if he kept going straight, if he may have been trying to walk to a friend's house, um, or was still looking for a ride. Um, we truly feel like that might be the area where if somebody pulled up and was like, Hey, do you need a ride? He would have been like, I'm an Uber. Uber Sure. Yeah. Let me get in, you know, because Chevron wasn't able to find any video footage of him walking. If he would have continued in that direction. Okay. Okay. And they're like the closest to the water. So he could have either walked down and the Chevron totally missed him, or he could have walked straight, but he would have stopped before the Chevron and gotten into somebody's you know, vehicle. Does it make yeah. sense in the direction where he's walking anywhere he would be going? No. As far like as it, like people our, you our know? House, or... Yeah, our house is incredibly far away. It's got to be at least a 45-minute to an hour walk. Ours is, um, but you did say he walked with one friend towards yeah. one of our friend Eric's house. It's still okay. a decently far walk, but it he did it one time with a friend sense, a long yeah. time ago, and it you do walk that way. So we're thinking maybe if he couldn't get a ride – yeah, that he may have just started walking on that truck and then was planning on, you know, getting an Uber on the way. But we looked at his Snapchat. We looked at his text messages. We looked at his calls. We looked at his Facebook, his Instagram. His like rideshare apps. Everything. And there was just nothing indicating that he had searched for a ride. He wasn't messaging a random person to meet up with anybody. There was nothing that would kind of point us in the direction, like, why would he be walking there? There was no reason for him. And the only outgoing call was to the nurse? Is that the yeah. only outgoing call? Is yeah. that weird? Like it's like why wouldn't he call you or or call Exactly. Do you do you have any idea like I mean I'm thinking he didn't call us because he knew we were home in bed like long in bed. Okay. So we both had to get up really early for work and my parents had an early flight out the next day. He wasn't going to okay. call any of us, I'm sure. Okay. Good. And at that the time sense. he probably didn't feel like he was in any danger. He was just, you know, calling calling her to see if she can come get him or looking to get an Uber. The thing though, I know you mentioned that we didn't see anything on the rideshare app, but if you're like, if a ride didn't go through or nobody accepted, I don't know that it would show the history of him just searching for a ride on. That's a good question. I don't don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. He could have requested one and just, it never happened. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because we were very safe whenever we went out. So I was like, surely, surely he would look for one, but. Well, and being a big guy, I can't imagine him getting attacked, right? Like you said, he, so that's, I mean, you guys, you know, you're painting a picture. I mean, this isn't like you're painting a a pretty clear picture. It's just, it's just proving it. It's, it's just like, you know, getting people on board or the police on board. And, and how do you feel like Austin's doing as far as the investigation? It sounds like at the beginning, they were all, all over it. Is that how you felt? Really? No, no, not okay. at all. Okay. We we yeah. did everything. I mean, we okay. did seven days of searches. We had 50 people out there a day. We placed flyers all over the city. We were on every news station every day. 
um, spreading the word. We were, you know, posting on social media. They went, they searched the water the very first day and that's it. And they weren't out there very long. Unfortunately, it was Thanksgiving. Um, and really there was not many, many people on, it didn't seem like anyone was taking it seriously except for the people that knew us and, and the people that knew Martin. Were you out there during the search? We were out there like all dusk until dawn. Okay. Um, and we really couldn't hear, we, we weren't getting communication from any detective at all. One of them was on vacation for Thanksgiving. There was like a fill in. Um, and I have like two text messages from them literally just saying, didn't find anything. Yeah. Like nothing to report. So we did a, the majority of the, <laughs> the searches finding surveillance. And so I would email it, text it to the detective. Hey, this is what I found. You know, I'm just, I'm not trying to overstep or anything. This is what I found. This is, you know, we were the ones that found the footage at Alibi. We were the ones that found the footage at Crap Pride. We were the ones to see the last footage of my brother walking. We gave that to them. Towers like, of Tally Lake. And so there was actually two police. There's a uh, Hispanic like building out there for like Mexican culture and all that. There was two police officers requesting for information, surveillance on their cameras that they have, which is close to the lake. They were requesting for the wrong date as well. Like they were getting the wrong information. Oh so those, the staff specific, oh, uh, specifically called me telling me that the police officers refused to listen when they said they were looking for Sunday night. Monday morning and they were like no we said we want this date and they were refusing to listen so I had to call the detective and tell him that his own police officers were asking for the wrong footage wow we went to every bar every day but unfortunately a lot of people were out of town for Thanksgiving or with their families and we really were not getting answers from you know most people a lot of bars didn't want to participate or cooperate in any way they just said you know wait until the cops or the detective come and we'll give them video. But we didn't really see any cops or detectives out there trying to get video. And when they did, they either got the wrong date or it was erased or the bar still didn't participate. It was, I mean, we just were not seeing. So the first bar, they, they have not been cooperative. Marshall Pearl was not cooperative in any way at all. Mm -hmm. See, that's what we needed. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, Oh, and we know many people that have been drugged there. They don't want any okay. part in you sure. know, law enforcement looking into I mean, I think I said this early on, Colleen, when we when we started this. It's like, I feel like it could be the bartender's your serial killer. Like, literally. I feel like it's something, it could be something like that. How, what do you guys think of that theory? I mean, it, it's tough to say. We don't know. I mean, I... It could be anybody, or it could be somebody in the corner just watching yeah. somebody, you know, mm, and then yeah. just slip on by, you know. So there's so much traffic out there. Yeah, I do know the bartenders know. are usually out there like cleaning up and working until at least like four in the morning. So a lot of people did mention that it's least likely to be a bartender rather than someone in the bar sure. looking around and observing. Uh, just because they're really putting a lot at risk working at a bar and knowing they're on camera on and like yeah, drugging somebody and then they yeah. can't leave work to go do if they're getting something out of murdering these people, if they're a serial killer, it's more difficult for it to be a bartender than it is to be like a, you know, bystander person. Yeah. True. Yeah. Or a bus boy even. They work, yeah. they do yeah. side work. They're not rapping till early hours. In reference to all of true. these victims, where does your brother, had there been a bunch before your brother? Uh, that kind of circumstances the same. The circumstances were not as similar before Martin as multiple cases after Martin. Okay. Uh, I know there's been a lot since 2008, but it seems like uh, 
the circumstances of Martin's story are very similar to Jason the most John. similar to Jason John's story, almost identical story between our two families, you know, cases. But I, I think, uh, you know, some of them may not be related and the circumstances were a bit different, but regardless, something needs to change because there's so many bodies being pulled from Lady Bird. It's Lake unbelievable. I can't no believe. Yeah, from my little basic search, it's been 12 since Martin. Okay. So. Since wow. Since yeah. Okay, so you've talked to another detective. Explain a little bit about that, who you have coming in looking at this case. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Detective Gannon, he's been wonderful. We met up with him here recently. I mean, incredibly intelligent, very just gung-ho, man. This guy wants to help. Yeah. Uh, I mean, telling me, you know, previous cases that he's worked on. Um, he's an he's NYPD worked. homicide detective. Okay. Yeah, so he's really, really, you know, digging into the case, kind of giving me all these, you know, things that he's looking at as far as, like, (laughs) I mean, things I would have never thought of, you know. Well, you have to, right? Like, yeah, this guy is incredibly intelligent. Like what, Mitch? Well, he's like, what are some, uh, like, the way that blood splatter, like, spatters and stuff like that, uh, certain injuries. Um, The autopsy. The autopsy, yeah, you know, helping us, like, so, you know, I don't know to jump ahead, but like on Martin's autopsy, he had a large contusion on the back of his head. Okay. So, you know, the police had said, oh, well, maybe he just fell off the bridge and he hit his head and then he died. You know, well, dead people don't bleed. So you can't get a bruise on the back of your head if you're already dead. So, right. you know, he was able to kind of like open up our eyes like, hey, like, you know, obviously he was hit. It said even on his autopsy report, it was blunt force trauma to the back of the head. So see, and, and why would, how could they, I, that's the problem that I have. Like, so you have that as a, a, as a cause of death, blunt force trauma. I don't know that you could, you could, you, you could say accidental. I just, yeah. I have a problem with that. Well, I they would keep not, saying no foul play yeah, and no, yeah, no signs of trauma. And right there on the autopsy, Clear's clear as day, it says blunt force trauma to the head. And like I said, my brother was a big guy, you know, so well, someone, yeah. if they were going to, you know, Take him. That's what they were going to do. And the area of where it was, he was saying, like, you know, because he was trying to look at all angles. Like, if he accidentally hurt himself or fall forward, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, the way he fell. Or, like, if he was to fall, it doesn't make sense. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's why we go to the autopsy, right? For it to, Mm. we get all sorts of information about, like, and putting all the information that you're giving us. Okay. If you're drunk and you're walking down the street, if you've had, if you're, you know, all of this stuff. It can mm-hmm. give you those angles. So I'm glad that he's doing that because yeah. what he's doing and what, you know, it, it will hopefully happen is he's disproving Austin's idea of what they think happened. Exactly. And, I, and was, I guess, go ahead. I was just going to say he was face down in the water as well. And he said his eyes would be clear if that were the case, but they were opaque. And he said, that's when you're exposed to air after death. And that makes yeah. zero sense so with he, an accidental drowning yeah, of so him being died, face down on his back. Yeah, that is kind of what the eyes are showing. Us. It said mild decomposition, decomposition, and the water was cold. So he is saying, you know, the body would be more preserved, which makes sense with the autopsy. But we were told by phone that we cannot see him. We can't see photos. The composition, decomposition was way too bad, and that we need to get him cremated. So and the other families so were also kind of pressured into cremation. 
So See, we can't then get you a have to think, opinion. is there somebody in the police department? Like you have to, like, that doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. So, I mean, so now we don't have the opportunity to do another autopsy. We don't have yeah. tissue samples. They throw them away after two they years. They destroyed all of them in 2021. Stuff. Everything is gone of my brother. So we're trying to discuss this with the other families so that they don't make the same mistakes that we did. Yeah. The detective that's... Gannon, he does want the photos and they will not, they won't really oh, no. survive them for us. With, with, See, and that's another thing that just, so like when you look at it, you have almost like, okay, is there somebody in a bar that's drugging people and getting off on the fact that, you know, these, these people, you know, end up in the lake and, and drown, or is there something going on in the police department? Because is there somebody in the police department that's, that's doing yeah. this? And that's not out of the realm. Like yeah. you can't rule out anything. And so when people, when you have champions of the family, that's why I love it. Like I always, I, I play well with others. Just, you know, a lot of police departments don't. They don't want other officers coming in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not solved. Like something is wrong. It's not rocket science. You guys mm-hmm. have become pretty good investigators because you've had to. Um, but you have to really start looking at everything. And that's that's the whole thing. The cases are cold. They're cold for a reason. So you have to uh, you have to look at everything. And I don't know that there's any theory at this point that would be too outrageous. Because just based on what you're saying, I go straight. There's, I have two theories. It's either somebody in the police department or somebody just sitting at the bar, like you said, or somebody in in the bar doing this stuff. And it very well could be a serial killer that's on the police department. You never know, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's too bad. It, it's I, I always think it's odd when businesses, I get it, they don't want, you know, their business to look bad. And, oh, my God, you're going to come to this bar on Rainy Street and you're going to get drugged and you might die. I get all of that. But most businesses don't want they want to help they want to help and so that's the big question is why the hell wouldn't you help us you know right. and then alibi all of a sudden, helped us a lot yeah huh? alibi, yeah alibi, well they don't have anything alibi. to hide yeah. you know what i mean no, like that's were, always the first yeah. thing when people don't cooperate my uh, like most people you know if my attention is like well what the hell do you have to hide you know and 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 so, and then all of a sudden the footage that you need is, is gone. That could have been a quick call from the officer. I mean, who knows? You just don't know. So it's just really, uh, it just, it makes me cringe to think about this. Um, Cause this is the thing, you guys, it's right there. It's right there. And most mm-hmm. cases are even cold cases. It's always right there. And it just takes something right? Like it always just take, it could be somebody listen to the podcast that knows. And that's what I told Colleen and I'll say it a million times. The more you can get information out there, because believe it or not, people will have information. They may not know they have information, but a lot of times if they're not asked, they won't give it, you know? And, and I just think that there's, if somebody knows something. So if there's somebody out here doing this, he's told somebody, that's human yeah. nature. Think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. I've said it a million times. If I tell you I've got a secret, oh, my God, you can't tell anybody because they told me not to tell anybody, blah, blah, blah. Then you go and you go, oh, my God, she just told me a secret, but she told me to swear. Not, you know, we do it is human nature. So right. of getting it out and talking about it and then kind of putting the pieces together, it's not that complicated, but it's complicated, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. and you guys know, you know him. I don't know him. So his mannerisms and his behavior and all of that stuff, I'm glad the detective is going to talk to you. You know, I could talk to you until I'm blue in the face so that I learn everything about him. And it's okay, you know, and, and you never want to paint. It's it's not his fault, you know, but information about, okay, well, what was his drinking habits? Could he have been drunk? Well, you guys have been able to nail it down to, Obviously, what what did they say the blood alcohol was on the autopsy? 
I can't remember I the number, but it's going to be falsely high just because of the breakdown of his body. Okay. Uh, it's what you naturally, it, right. it's what naturally happens <clears throat> is the alcohol t- content goes up. I can't remember the exact number. I believe though, Detective Gannon said that it wasn't that, like the calculation of it, it does show to be a lot higher in any autopsy of being in the water that long. Right. Um, but he said the alcohol level actually really wasn't that high. So the autopsy is going to prove that it, I think the autopsy and their surveillance, to me, the autopsy and their surveillance is kind of, is, is proving to me as an investigator that there's foul play involved. Yeah, you and know, that drug that's... screen was, uh, was completely unremarkable, but they do such a basic panel. Yeah. Uh, they didn't check for like GHB, like uh, scopolamine or like uh, rufalin, like any of that stuff. Like they didn't never check. It doesn't it sound like they're do- not doing bomb. that with any of them. Yeah. Like that's what it kind of sounds like. They're not they're not doing it with any of them. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm glad that detective from New York is on it. Um, because he is like wanting I, to send like some samples from the more recent ones where they do still have samples. He's wanting to send um, samples if the families are open to it to a lab in Pittsburgh to do okay, more advanced testing. Absolutely. Well, tell him if he wants to bounce theories off of me, I will absolutely talk <laughs> to him. And, you know, yeah. because that's I mean, there's just his experience, my experience and, and mm-hmm. what you guys are providing is so helpful. I mean, you guys are the key. You guys are the key. You guys are, his friends are that were out that night. Anybody that's come forward to give information, it's all there, right? But it's this puzzle. We've got weird pieces that don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that the video is gone. That's, that should never happen. So somebody erased it, obviously. The way that he was acting um, doesn't make sense. And the people that know him the best are you guys. And you're telling me that it doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense. You know, and that's the thing with investigators. It's And I, it's just... sometimes it's the luck of the draw who you get, right? Like I worked on a rotation. There were like six or seven of us in on rotation. So if I got one, then the next guy got one and I didn't get another one until everyone got one. Right. So it's just sometimes the luck of the draw who you get, like in every um, job, there's shitty ones. There's good ones. There's ones that will run it down, you know, and it just, I hate it when I hear one that they're not staying in touch with the family. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to stay in touch with the family, especially when the family's doing their your job, yeah, right? No, like we were totally in the dark. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you know, ninety days after we got the autopsy and it was ruled as an accidental death, we were they closed this case and they booted us. Like, uh, and that's exactly so. Just just so you know, if they can get an autopsy report and a pathologist to say that it was accidental, as a detective, there's nobody in my chain of command that's going to say you need to look at that. You yeah. need to, you know, and even if I were to say, ah, oh, it's a little, it's a little iffy, I may have 20 other cases that are happening right now. That's, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just keeping it real. Like it how it once, is. Yeah. How it is. Once they sign off on it, a pathologist signs off and says, gives you cause and manner of death. I have, there's nothing in my job description um, that says I, I mean, it's literally done. It's yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And there was seven people that year in 2018. Yeah. All and I don't know why everything. they're not. I get it. Like, I don't, I'm sure that Austin doesn't want to sit there and say, well, we might have a serial killer. That's going to cause, I mean, yeah. there's so much that plays into this shit, right? As you know, you've got businesses that don't want to lose business. Okay. You've got a community that you don't want to freak out. And then it becomes a political thing to a degree. The mayor, <laughs> the chief, we don't, yeah. I mean, all of this is playing into almost a perfect storm for somebody to get away with all of this. 
mm-hmm. but with your work and, and, and detectives that can come in and help and getting on podcasts and just getting it out there, eventually it will break open. It will, it will just have to. And, right. and lucky, awesome. you know, he's got you guys to do that. Um, we did walk. Oh, I was just going to say we did walk with him um, last week. We showed him Rainy Street, the water, the trail, the bridge, all the places we got camera footage from. And he's uh, been investigating the Smiley Face Killers yeah. for many, many years. So he's they took photos of all the graffiti all around the city to see if they can compare anything to see if there's any relation or if they think that they're here. Yeah, he was telling me like, "Oh, this symbol usually means this." I'm like, "Hot oh, man, you are way." <laughs> yeah, well, good, he's a good man. detective, and yeah, he's been doing he it a good. long time. Yeah. And it, I'm glad that he came down because every time, you know, when you even if the scene is cold, you still need to get a lay of the land and get a feel of what it was like, and kind of breathe the air and just get a feeling. Um, you know, I did it all the time on my fresh homicide scenes. You know, and it's just really helpful to just kind of. So I'm glad that he's doing that. Yeah. Um, as far as, is there anybody on the police department that um, is helping you at all? What, I mean, has it just been nothing? Zero. Nothing. What Not about news one. media? Have you gone to the, I know you've done a lot of interviews, but have you gone to them and, and pushed it a little bit? I tell people actually, to do that. They've actually come to us. They've been really good with reaching out to us and we've done a I mean, countless news interviews. We actually just did one with CBS Austin 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Okay. They reach out to us all the time and we, anything we can do to help or get the word out or try to increase, you know, awareness. Yeah. I will capitalize on any opportunity. Yeah. If I get any chance to talk about my brother or his case or anything, I'll I'll hop on it immediately. Okay. Um, It's been like KVU, KXAN, CBS, Fox, like, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. we, Spectrum News, whatever we can uh, local radio stations here. You know, has any of them, when they've been interviewing you, asked you about uh, what Austin has done and not done? Have they taken that angle yet? Uh, Some of them have, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, even the interview we just did, they mentioned how there's some temporary fencing and a, a few lights down there. Um, there's no cameras yet. There's four lights, three of which work, but it's still very, very dark down there. Very dark. Um, See, the media can put a lot of like, I, 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 I talked to a couple media people in my career because I trusted them, but they can really, they can obviously spread the word, but what they can do is put pressure, pressure yeah. on the yeah. police department to get off they their ass mm-hmm. and get somebody, do they have a cold case unit, you know, in Austin? I am um, unaware of one. You know, if they had a cold case unit, if they do, the media is great at kind of putting some pressure um, on there. Have you gone to the mayor? Uh, yeah. So we went to a couple city council meetings to, you know, get these things approved for Austin. So we were looking for permanent electrical supply, lighting, surveillance, halo cameras, which did, a, get, did get approved. Like they finally listened to us. That's you know, fantastic. So, yeah, and I'm so glad you're doing that. So people don't <laughs> have to go through it. But my well, point is, yeah. have you gone to the mayor and said, look, something's freaking off. Yeah, like I, I need, I need a detective to look at this. I pointed directly at him when I was speaking about my brother's case. I looked at all the city council members. I looked at the chief of police pointing fingers like, y'all didn't do anything. You didn't do this. But okay. as far as asking like that, no, I didn't get I mean, that's that's specifically. A, that's that's a route to go. I mean, if you get enough, because all it does is, is put pressure pressure on them to say, because 
you guys are intelligent people. You've lived this horrible nightmare. You're a vast full of information. If I, as a detective, I would be like, oh my God, I need to be with you for the next week, every single day, learning everything that I can. Because the thing mm -hmm. is, is this is solvable. And this is what's so irritating about detectives that just don't work their ass off. You've got people that, you know, that your, your job is to bring some type. And I hate to use the word closure because I don't, I, I don't, don't think that that happens, but some answers, you guys are deserving of the answers. It doesn't, if it doesn't smell right, it probably isn't right. Right. Mm -hmm. And you guys are not out there saying a UFO came in and grabbed them. You know, none of that shit. I mean, you know, you get that too and you have to weed it out. I mean, you guys have those, did the detective, did anybody interview you guys like in depth? about the habits of your brother, about what he's like, about every, like, get a, get a background. Did anybody do that? No. I, I guess it was, I mean, all of our interviews are pretty, we haven't gone too deep in depth, I guess. Like, they're pretty superficial just, you know, regarding who Martin was and, you know, the great person that he was and what his life was like. And, you know, he lived with us, what our typical day was. Um, we had a very like specific routine. That's why we noticed he was missing so soon because right. he didn't show up to work. He didn't show up to right. the gym with us. He wasn't yeah. answering his phone. It was very weird, you know, behavior. And by the second day of that, you know, occurring, we, that's when we called the police. We knew yeah. was, right. he definitely wasn't with any of our friends. We didn't know where he was. Um, so, I mean, we had a routine and we have described that to people that have asked, you know, it was definitely out of the ordinary. Whatever happened. Because I feel like it, with everything that you guys are doing, they're trying to put what I like to call a band aid. Okay, we're going to put a fence up. Okay, we're going to put a couple lights up. Maybe uh, they'll shut up. That's the feeling I'm getting just from talking yeah. to you guys. Oh yeah, because they did all this right before South by Southwest, which is a big music festival thing yeah. in Austin. So you know, yeah, we had you know asked for the change and all that, but was it really because of what's going on on Rainy Street, or is it because you want to say you did something so people will feel safe and come to your music? Yeah, festival? I mean, it's I, it, it's yeah. political. It's all of that bullshit that goes oh, into yeah. exactly. and 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 exactly. unfortunately, it leaves victims, you know, family victims. It's just like it just leaves them. It just Oh, I just can't handle that shit. It's just, that's, you know, anyways, that's a whole other subject, but, um, continue doing what you're doing, continue doing what you're doing. We'll, we'll continue to talk about this on the podcast. The, that detective sounds fantastic. If you want to pass along my name, I will absolutely come down to Austin. I'll meet him. Um, we can bounce ideas off, but you guys, man, you're champions. Um, he, I have a lot of respect uh, for He lives in doing. New York, actually. He okay. flew down here just yeah. to meet all of all, all yeah. the families and help. Okay. And so the other families. I'll buy you lunch. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I, I will come to Austin. <laughs> I will come to Austin. We need to just kind of, you know, and the thing is, is that people have information. It's not like nobody doesn't know. Believe me, yeah. somebody knows something that could, and that's the thing. But unfortunately, you have to have. The police department, you have to have that detective that's like, okay, I want to hear it. Okay, okay, get, you know, and, and so, but cases have been solved. They have been by people that listen to podcasts, families that just do the work. Um, they've been solved. And, and that's what I mean. Find somebody in the media that, because I've, I've, I use the media to help me, right, as a detective. They'd get the information out, but then they'd also put pressure. And it sounds like a little bit of pressure to like, really, Austin, do we really think this is accidental? Like we're having all of these and we've got a family that knows him pretty well. And it's not, we need a newscast to be like, the dots aren't connecting. 
to the norm mm-hmm. to an average person that's just living their life. They don't even have to have law enforcement experience. It's just not connecting. Why does nobody care that they're not connecting? That would be the question. Why does nobody in the Austin yeah. Police Department give a shit that these are not that these dots aren't hitting together? When well, I think not? that Facebook page really yeah, lit all of this up and put it. some pressure on them, but that's when they put out that statement that. I mean, oh, the only common thing between all of these cases is alcohol and being near water. It was just, there's no suspicion it was such a pathetic play. response to, and kind of a slap yeah. in the face to all the families going through this. It really just showed how much, you know, the lack of care and they had to put a statement out. So they put out, you know, there's nothing suspicious here, nothing to see here But like type of statement. It's getting out there because of this Facebook page, the news, all this stuff. I mean... Like, uh, my sister was telling me there was, like, a bunch of TikToks now about it. I'm too old for that shit. But, like, yeah. there's, there's, like, a bunch of TikToks, yeah, going out there, and they're really spreading it. So even the younger population now is starting to get – Well, and that's a key, too, because that yeah. those are the ones that are on TikTok, and that's throwing oh. that shit out there, and it's constant. It's constant. Mm-hmm. It's constant. Well, you know, you need somebody in the mayor's office or you need somebody on the police department that's going to champion and say, you know what? I'm going to take you off of your regular scheduled daily activities. And I'm going to put you on it. Even if, I mean, one great thing that they could do was say, okay, we've got these families that are grieving. They're not okay with the answers that we've been giving them. I'm going to assign this to you. You've got three months, you know, investigate everything that you can think of. You, you deserve that. Right. So almost like a task force team that says, all right, all we're going to do is look at these cases to try to figure out if there is some, we know that there's something suspicious, but if there's something suspicious as opposed to, that's an idea that I think would, would, I mean, I think you could nail this down within a couple months. If you could get people that one believe in it and just think there's something off here. Like there's like the, the hairs on the back of my, I'm going nuts right now because I'm like, there's so much work to be done. And it's like, that's how we feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, just, Anytime you're on the media or if you know somebody in the media that could that is not only doing their job, but has some empathy for what you guys are going through, you know, Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, let's why can't we look at another angle? It's not like you guys. It's it's not factual shit. It's not like it's no, no, you're so off. Oh, my God. He just walked. You know, none of that stuff. I mean, these things make sense to relook at this stuff and go, you know what? Something's off. Yeah, every you know, and Martin's case was punted off and just kicked under the rug. You know, yeah. it's been four and a half years now. Jason John's situation and how everything happened. I I saw the flyer and I called the number immediately. I talked to his girlfriend. I talked to his brother the next day, and the day after that, I was sitting in a room with his parents and all of his friends. Well, he yeah. helped search for him. I helped too. search for him. Like I was trying to do my part. I gave them everything that I did for Martin. Like I, I searched here. Try to get the detective here. Get footage here. This place doesn't have surveillance here. This like tried everything yeah. I could to help this. Family. He told them to keep searching the water because for us they only they searched said, for a few hours. They told he us wasn't he wasn't in the water. That's another thing I wanted to ask. So I know the night before Thanksgiving's a big going out night. Like I do, you know, and I get like they're low on. But you know what? When you become a detective, you had to work holidays. That's why I wanted to ask you if you were out there. Because did they search the entire area of water? Well, the area of water is enormous, but okay. they said, you know, they were just out there for a few hours. It was, you know, like a, a dive team's out there team. or what? They had the um, Austin. They had a boat, park. a dog and a helicopter. And they okay. had the like infrared, whatever. Okay. Thing. 
like the sonar. Yeah. But uh, and they yeah. did it for maybe I don't even know eight hours at the most, and they said he's not in the water, and that was that was the end of it. And we trusted them, so we kept searching land, 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 and then he was found in the water seven days later. So with Jason, John, where was he found in the water? Came. Where at in reference to the last video? So he was found floating down across. So there's a, a location, a street called Riverside. So which is his specific location where he was was about maybe 0.6 miles from the interstate I-35. Okay. So right there close to Rainy Street. So, Someone was on their balcony at this uh, apartment complex called Breakers on the him. Lake. And they saw him floating and called it in anonymously. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is just, yeah. I think we need to make a trip to Austin, Colleen, and double up with everybody and, and tell the detective, you know, I'll go down there too. We can compare notes. But I do believe that, like, I always believe that if you work hard enough at something, you can get it, right? Like, and uh, I think with the media or whatever, if you can find that one, that's like, you know what, I I buy it. I, I think there's something off here, you know, um, because unfortunately what will happen is somebody, you know, I don't know, a, a media person will lose somebody or somebody in the, you know, and then they'll go, oh, oh, there's when something up. Yeah, yeah, it hits them personally, you know, and, and until then, well, I'm sorry that you're not getting the answers uh, that you deserve and you're not getting. When's the last, do you know, who's the lead detective? Who was the lead detective? Uh, detective Donovan was okay. his name. That was the one that had been in the majority of Martin's case. There was another one that was also put on his case. But I remember emailing Donovan a lot. Okay. And never getting a response. Is um, he still on the police department? Do you know? Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure on the other guy's name. But I remember Donovan. Okay. Well, guys, if there's anything I can do, I will absolutely do it. I hate to hear it when detectives drop the ball. I hate it. it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, well, thank you so much, ma'am. Like, this really means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anything we can do. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you. It's, it's one thing to investigate a case and you've done everything you can and maybe you just couldn't solve it. That's one thing. You know, I had to do it once in my life. I had a case I didn't, I don't know who did it. I did everything I could. I did, but 99% of the cases can be solved or figured out, but it's like anything else. Are you a good detective? Are you going to do this shit? Cause it's the right thing to do. Or are you going to punt it? Because you know, the pathology report, the autopsy report said that you could, because that's exactly what the autopsies is allowing them to throw this under the rug, unfortunately. Right. You know, and, and it, when it smells bad, it usually is. Yeah. So we'll keep it going. We'll do what we can for sure. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have any information at all on this, contact me. <laughs> Don't contact the Austin police department. Now I'm mad at them. Thank you so much. Um, but uh, there's so many Thank groups you, to reach Thank out. You. But uh, man, send me an email if you got any information. Uh, we need to get this thing figured out because uh, too many people's lives are being lost. Too many people's lives are being affected. And these families deserve justice. They deserve to be able to go to bed at night and know what happened to their loved ones. Thank you, guys. Thank um, you so much. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you next time on Murder with Menina. If you have a cold case you'd like Chris to review, submit it through our website at murderwithmenina.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder with Menina and Twitter at Murder W. Menina. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Murder with Menina.